What's good, everyone? Welcome back to Smoking from the Sidelines. It's your boy, Gio. I'm here with my co-host, Kenny. What's up? We back. We back. UFC 262 just happened yesterday. What a fucking eventful card. And just the main event itself, Michael Chandler versus Charles Oliveira. A banger. Honestly, it wasn't the title fight that we expected at lightweight, but it was n- nothing but two rounds of beauty, I feel like. Either way, no matter what, two rounds of beauty, Nonetheless, bro. it was one hell of a fight. Yeah. As long as it lasted, it was, it was a banger. I yeah, mean, for sure. I mean, going into this fight, we already knew. I mean, we got dangerous Oliveira. What? What second place? If not now, he leads most finishes. No, he has most most, most submissions in the UFC. Mo- oh, for sure, most submissions, but most finishes in general. You yeah. Know? Um, most bonuses. I mean, fuck, he's. He's a UFC legend, you know, and what sucks is he's not, he doesn't get the recognition, I think, because he doesn't speak English. Yeah. You know, but nonetheless, we got, we got a, we got a new lightweight king. And a killer show coming up for you guys. So real quick, okay. if I can see this lighter real quick, oh, bro. Let's, let's spark this up. You know, this is smoking from the sidelines. Yes, sir. Right, right, yes. Right. So you, so you got to be, you got to be smoking with us. If not, you know, it's all good. I'll enjoy a little splifferoonie, you know? Yeah. If you don't partake, it's cool. Hey, we don't judge. We don't judge on this. This is our thing, but you know, it, it might not be everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll kick it off with the main event. I, I, you want to kick it off? All right. Well, shh. Since you're passing the torch. Well, you have the torch. But anyway, but um, <laughs> damn, what a fight, dude! First round, the pace was just up to a thousand. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was everything. It was striking. It was ground. It was grappling. It, it was it, back it and was, forth. It was. So we'll go. It was a bro, fight. <laughs> like right away, Fuck, man. It was, you it was, get into it, and then the fight kicks off. Michael Chandler pulls the fucking a guillotine at some point, like in like 30 seconds, it feels like, you know, like pulls it so fast. And then he's just, all right, cranking on that neck really solidly. He looks like he's going to get like, he looks like he's going to pull full guard and actually be able to lock onto it really good. But then Charles is able to get his head out. And then on top of that, like immediately after Chandler gets his back taken by a guy like Charles, a high level black belt in jujitsu that you're like, do you really want to have your back taken by this guy? Like, is this really the guy you want to be backpacking you Three minutes still left in the first round. Honestly, I'll be honest, man. At that point, I thought it was done for Chandler. I mean, I thought it was done for him. He he said, "Oh, I like to give guys my back," and I looked at him like, "Pause." Like pa- <laughs> that like, one picture whoa, I posted on Instagram where he's like, <laughs> "I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Can you can you explain yourself?" <laughs> no, but I get what he meant. Like he likes to see, like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna give up my back, the most vulnerable, one of the most vulnerable positions. You know, you can be in grappling, and let me see if I can. You know, let me see if I can fight out of this. He even said maybe that was a dumb decision. Yeah. But, I mean, he goes, I don't even know how I got out of it. But he literally, it looked like he just, like, Derek Lewis, jiu-jitsu doesn't work on me. And he just, like, <laughs> got up. Muscle. You know yeah. And that literally just exploded up. and um, Used his little uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle body to get up. And I, yeah, literally because <laughs> of his wrestling base, he was able to just explode, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I mean, I knew I knew that uh, his, his wrestling base was going to pose a problem for for Oliveira, and um, I mean, to go I mean, out there and finish the fight on the feet was like, oh, oh shit, okay. Like, that was that We was all jumped up. Literally, I think it was me, you, Lalo, Hector. Like, all of us were like, ah, like, and getting up, like, ha- happy for each other, and we chose Chandler, too. <laughs> I mean, we all chose Chandler, but, I mean, our predictions were, like, almost down to a T. I mean, he was in the same position that we, I, I kind of, when, in the first round when Oliveira was hurt, you know, and he's down on his on his ass pretty much or on his knees and he's kind of bobbing and weaving around. I'm like, oh, he got hit with a good right shot. Like similar to the one Hooker ate, you know, yes. that was like, oh, shit, this is the beginning of the end. And Oliveira just was like, fuck it, pull guard. Let me attack this ankle. Let me attack this leg. You know, now it's like giving Chandler other things to think about than just trying to ground and pound him. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, shit, I got to defend myself because if I worry about just punching him, I'm going to get caught up in his heel hook or I'm going to get caught up in something nasty. You know what I mean? Oliveira has fucking highlight reels for days, you know what I'm saying? So easy. You know, and no matter what position yes. you're in with him, you're in danger. So um, for him to, to go through adversity in the first round and come second round, 19 seconds in to get the finish, I mean, it was just amazing. It, it was amazing. He proved all of us wrong. And you know what? I don't mind being wrong. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't mind being wrong when it comes to this because he, he proved me wrong. Like, I thought he... 
was going to quit. You know, I thought, oh, shit, he's in that position. He's hurt. I mean, it's over. Bro, face really, really a lot of adversity to the point where I thought he was out. And, like, looking at it in the first time, especially, like, you see him bobbing and moving his head in that first round, and you're like, holy shit, like, this guy's really injured. And, like, he doesn't, like, these are the moments where he used to quit. You know, the old Charles used to quit before he, he went on this run. He would have just laid back and, and accepted it. Accepted I think. it. Yeah, for sure. And I think one of the biggest things that's, like, Helped him with the, with his endurance and like his ability to take those shots. His the fact that he's up a weight class to one fifty five, like so much easier for him to wear those shots. Even though he did have that loss to Pavel there at one fifty five, like still like this is a a very good moment for him, you know. And like one thing that was very interesting about the fight was the first round, the way the judges scored it because it was very back and forth. And Charles had Chandler's back for a good amount of the, the time, and then Ch Chandler flipped a switch and he landed those big shots. But then again, Kenny, did you merit two judges giving him 10-8 rounds to I Chandler? Mean, this the judges' scoring was all over the place that mm -hmm. last night. You know, I mean, it seems like every time we go to Houston, you know, UFC gets just dealt with these shitty judges. Yeah. You know, unfortunately for the UFC, you know, the commission is in charge of who they choose for the judges and the refs and, sh and shit like that, you know. So they're not – which is cool because then it kind of, you know, it takes the – the decision making out of the UFC's hands, so it yeah, makes it sure. more of a of, of a fair, you know. It doesn't look like the UFC is scripting fights type shit, you know. Some pride. But that being shit. said, I mean, fuck, these guys need some training, man. Like, I guess there was a guy in there, right, who had only judged five uh, major events, you know, and it's like, man, before it was like, okay, now you got these boxing judges in there. Now you got guys in there that don't even have any MMA experience. Yeah, know? I'm like, shit. But uh, and and that's the thing too. That, it wasn't just this fight. It was well, there was multiple fights on the whole card. Like, oh that yeah, were just shitty throughout the whole way, right? And the like, whole night, yeah. But going back onto this Charles Oliveira versus Chandler fight, like the moment he won, we we're all celebrating in joy, right? Like it's so much happiness, so much joy for them. But then immediately after, you got to think, who's next? Who's next for Charles? Right? I mean, shit. I mean, I, I think it was just let him bask in this moment. Let us let us enjoy his moment because it took him twenty seven fights yeah. just to get opportunity to fight for the belt. Eleven years, so twenty eight fights in the UFC finally gets a a golden strap, you know. And it's like, yeah, man, a long a long battle, long road, but it was worth it, I'm sure, you know. And you know, and I think that's why a lot of people were kind of upset with Chandler getting the. The shot because mm. I mean first first fight in the UFC gets a knockout and then the next fight in the UFC is a title fight and it's like come on man you got a guy like Oliveira who's done eleven years in the UFC without getting yes. a title fight you know and it's like but it's you know it's timing you know like they they everybody's been saying in the in the press conference yeah you know, it's it's timing for everybody and you know what Chandler Chandler got a, a rocket ship to the to the title shot but you know what ended up getting flattened. Yeah. By a guy who, you know, took the took the hills, took the stairs, took the longest road to get to the top and mm -hmm. finally there. You know, and it's a tale of like two very interesting stories. Like one that folds out in front of your eyes. You see the fighter grow, especially if you're someone that's really just into the UFC or mixed martial arts. If all you know is the UFC, you know, to not see someone like Chandler, especially me. I mean, I didn't see most of Chandler's career. Until, like, some of his later fights in Bellator when I started to get more into mixed martial arts and actually want to, like, watch other promotions and stuff, you know? Like, like even just to be interested in seeing who they have and who could possibly come over. And he's always been someone that's been a big star in another promotion, you know? He's been doing his work, doing his due diligence. And, like, like he was always a big star for them. And, like, it was just very interesting to see, like you said, a guy that's been in the UFC doing 11 years, like, over 27 fights or 21 fights, uh, working hard and grinding slowly and getting his shit together and then you have someone outside who's doing really good in their own aspect like grinding as well and they just culminates like the perfect timing he comes into the organization where this situation can pretty much unfold because i saw this very interesting question that was asked uh, maybe on twitter like two days ago by aaron bronstetter he said if it was to be a year ago which title fight would you be like the most shocked of like which one would you would you be like no nah, that couldn't happen would it be the Jan versus um glover fight the Jan Tish young uh blachowicz versus the glover to fight or would it be this fight the charles versus michael chandler fight and honestly i thought about it and i was like 
that's hard because both of those at the time I thought they were. I mean, they they sound crazy, you know. Maybe like the Yawn versus Glover one sounds more believable to me because John leaving up. But I just I didn't expect this to be the title fight after Habib, but it didn't disappoint me as far as the show went. Well, I agree with the um, the more surprising one being Oliveira and and Chandler being that I don't think any of us knew that uh, you know a year ago I don't think we knew that Habib would retire. No. So with that being said. We could see the other reverse, like because you said you could see maybe John Jones going up and it being a vacant vacant title. Yeah, because it's which been would, a little thing, you know. Which would happen? Yeah. Or we could have seen maybe a passing of the title because two years ago we seen John Ju- John Jones barely win mm-hmm. by the skin of his teeth. Yeah. You know, so it could have been like, oh, you know what, the title went down to Dominic. Dominic had the title, defended it against Jan, and got slept by Jan. Jan's the champion. Exactly. So either which way, I think it, that. That route would have been more plausible and more believable mm-hmm. than Chandler and Oliveira a year ago, you know. So, Comey, Barbosa. Oh no! Oh no! 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 Benny. 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 Benny Dark. versus Tony. Uncle Benny versus uh, Tony Ferg. I mean, we called it. <sighs> we did. Darius, you know, took him to decision. Took him to, to to not deep waters, but he. He played it safe. You know, he grappled when he needed to, and he he was striking when he needed to. I, I seen, a, I seen a, a stat. It said, Tony Ferguson in the last 30 minutes of his octagon time has only thrown 30 strikes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no. He used to be the, the volume and cardio king, you know. It's like, what? Now I, people, people found his kryptonite, right? It's like, take your ass down and just control you and... Kevin Holland try to snap your limbs. I, I, that's that's fucking insane to me. Tony Ferguson not tapping to Oliveira, almost snapping his arm. God, uh, to Darius, literally, he said that he felt he felt a pop in his knee or his ankle, and, and one of those spots he heard it and he felt it. You know, and he didn't tap. You seen that the agony in Tony's face, like Pain. you know, ah, and then afterwards was just starting to kick him and get him out of there, and you know, I think Tony or. Benny was like, you know, I'm not going to tire myself out trying to crank on this limb when he didn't even tap it. And I popped this. I just popped this shit. And he didn't, yeah. you know, I'm like, wow. But Tony, I mean, he's too tough for his own good, I think. Yeah. You know, and after after that, he was compromised, bro. He was tired. He was on one leg. And third round, it just, Benny was like, why am I going to sit here and strike with him? Give him a, a even a small chance of getting a, a comeback win. You know, I'm just going to take him back down and, and do what I'm doing. And. At 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 this at this point of the game, you're you're top, you're fighting a top five guy, you know. You already ranked yourself, yes, and you want to fight for the title someday. Mm-hmm. So you got, you know what, you got to get the safe wins. Even though you know what, you've been on a streak of four or five wins of knocking people out or finishing people, or you know, yeah. Sometimes you got to go in there and get what's what's going to get you paid. And, and that's crazy though, know? right? Like it, it, that's one of the craziest things to me is that like Benny is known for being someone that likes to bring a show to the fights. Like he, he brings the war. Like half the time this guy is going fucking after it. Like he puts himself in a lot of risky positions like how Tony used to. And he like is all out in the fight. And like, that's the part that I didn't expect the most him going for that grappling of like offense, the most of the fight into a safe zone, you know, he didn't do himself a big favor in getting more fans, for sure, because he was getting booed a shitload of the time. But he did what he had to do, and that was one of the best things to see from a guy like Benny. Is like, like he knows I, th- this might be one of my last runs up to the title. I'm 32 years old. I feel like he's at his prime, in my eyes. I think he's in his prime for being like a guy that not just has his physical aspects all together, but he also has that mental side down. You know, like that that brains part of it too. And one thing I like to say that uh, he said is that he was like built for this shit. Like, you know, he's just built for it. Like he's a, he's a fighter, like through and through. If I would have told you a year ago that Tony Ferguson would go on a three fight losing streak, would you believe me? Yeah. A year ago. Before the Gaethje fight? Uh-huh. I could believe it. Well, it, I, could, I believe, could believe it because it, it happened. Honestly, yeah, because yeah, <laughs> once he came back, like, like I've always... Like, I like Tony. Like, he really won my heart just because of his ability to find a way to win. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, his yeah, ability yeah. to find a way to win has always been beautiful to me. And, like, 
like uh, as far as like how Dean Thomas said, his fundamentals have like never really been there, and that part of his game always made me be like, uh, I don't really like Tony too much as a fighter. You know, he's super risky and shit like that. But like now, actually, I really fuck with Tony, and like I like him as a person. You like, I'm more of a fan of just Tony overall. You know, like some of his antics, like even at the press conferences and stuff. Like I didn't, I wasn't like too happy with all that, you know, because he was a little bit too much, especially at times like with someone like Benny. I feel like he was just trying to like create beef for himself to like to keep some kind of tension there, you know, because maybe he does the best when it's some tension there, you know, because like he had two fights where he just was like really nice to them, and I just think it didn't get him far because even after the first round, he pushed Benny. I don't know if you saw it, but he pushed Benny, and yeah. a lot of people were mad at him for that. Darius tried to help him up after the first round, yeah. yeah. And- he was just like, yeah, get off of me, you know. Okay, but that's just, that's just Tony, you know. Because even um, when he fought Gaethje, remember he was like, being a dick's not gonna get you anywhere. You yeah. Know? It's like, and it's true, you know. But it's the fight Facts. game, you know. When you when you're fighting, you know, you, a lot a lot of the fighters say, oh, I'm trying to get my emotions involved. I'm trying to get emotional, but you know, it's we're human. You're gonna get emotional when you get punched in the face. You get kicked <laughs> in the head and shit, you know. So it's uh, it is what it is. Fight game, you know. And with that. For next, for Benil, I hope he gets a top contender. I did see him even mention, like, Islam in his post-fight press conference, and I thought that was very interesting. He he, he said, you know what, I just got to let the landscape. Right, let's, see, let's look at the landscape in a couple months when I, when I have my break, when my daughter's been born, and I enjoy my time with her. And, you know, I think he said himself uh, in December. Or January maybe, or something like you that. Know, early early next year. You know, and that, that's very, you know, you give, you, you give a guy like that a nice break because, yeah. you know, they've been... Sure. He had a one hell of a 2020, you know, uh, 2019 was pretty good for him, you know, so he, he's, things are looking up for Benny, you know, he, I mean, to be only 32 years old, but look 42, it's like, <laughs> cut that down. I think it's just Benny. the hair, dude, you know, the gray hair is just, it, it makes him look older. It's catching up to him, honestly. Yeah. It's a, like, it, it, and he also fresh. has that like, like old I, school look. I like that salt and pepper look. I wish, <laughs> you know, I wish I had that shit going on. Too. It remind me of my dad. That's <laughs> why he looks like my dad. But um, Tony, what, what, what do you think? He's yeah, man. Honestly, I I don't I don't want to say he's done. I still want Tony to be a couple good fights. But even Dana was like, we gotta start considering. You know, like like it what could if, be the end of his era. Like, what about not, a Donald and Tony uh, rematch? Nah, they're both. They're both. <laughs> I'm not interested in that. <laughs> uh, even then, I don't think it'd be good for um for Cowboy, to be honest. I think right now, Cowboy's a little bit more diminished than Tony is, oh, for sure. I agree with you. And that one sucks, because it's like, fuck, he's still a beast, you know, he's still a G, but you don't want to, like, you don't want to count him out too much, you That's know? That's what but, sucks about these fan favorites, man. You know, yeah. you hate to see them, you know, like, sure, a lot of people love Tyron Woodley. I'm mm-hmm. not one of them, but I'm sure people, a lot of people like <laughs> like him, and to see him, his demise, and it was just like, man, you know, it's... Some fighters just don't know when when enough is enough, and sometimes you gotta be told. Yeah, I really, I really, really like Benil for what he said in the post fight press conference. Though, how he didn't really, uh, he he didn't really put D- Tony down too much. Like he kind of was just like, "Hey, all you fans that have been fans of his, like, don't be fair weather. Like, don't don't just go right now that you know he's down and shit. Like, like you gotta stay with him. Like, he's gonna be a legend in the sport. So no matter what, like, even though he didn't ever get the chance to title, like. Tony was always going to be someone that's, like, well-known in, in the MMA game, I feel like. Just every all the craziness he brought, brought to the sport, like, inside and outside the cage. Like, he had his little moments, too. He had a couple clean elbows in there. He threw that one-up kick that, like, got Benil in the face. And even he was like, that one got me, I'll be, I'll be honest. Like, I don't want to give up on Tony, but a, a road to the title again? I think that's going to be very tough, especially in a time like this where... 155 is the most stacked, and he's uh, 37 years old on three losses. It's going to be a hard time for him. Yeah, I don't know who you give him. Um, Felder? It's, it's tough. I mean, that's like best thing I could see, Felder or something like that. You know what I mean? I really don't know. Um, I don't, give I him an RDA rematch? I don't think that's good Good for Tony's health. I think at this point, time's catch, caught up with him. Same thing with Donald. I think time is just caught up with them, and that's it, brother. Just just coast off into the into the sunset with a loss. I mean, they're both on that bad losing streaks, right? Donald on what four? Donald's on like a four fight losing streak, but he's um, fought killers. I will say Donald, that, and so did Tony. T- 
Tony's on a three fight losing streak. Two of their fighters are this. No, 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 no. Never mind, never mind. I was gonna say two of the people they lost to the same person. They lost to Gaethje together, but yeah. Other than that, who else was on this card? But was it Bonterine before, or was it uh, the Shikagian fight in between? Yeah, it was Bonterine versus Matt Schnell. Because they were placed weird on the card, right? They weren't the opening they, fight of the no, card. No, they got moved up because uh, we were supposed to have Edmund Shabazian versus um, uh, Jack Hermanson. But uh, I don't know what happened there. I, I, it, the bout ended up getting uh, rescheduled for uh, yeah. May 22nd. It just got moved. It didn't yeah. even seem like they... Until uh, next week. Yeah, for net, like... I wonder if it was just more of like a like pay per view planning or just like they needed to get a fight for next week because it was slacking or whatever. But I thought that was interesting. But Bontorin fought. It's Rogerio Bontorin. He fought Matt Schnell. Two flyweights, but they were fighting at Bantamweight. They were talking about how Bontorin goes up to even 165 and just his weight to cut down. And he ended up. I still think he missed weight, right? For this fight. Technically, he missed weight by a pound. But for if you're a champ, you know if you're weighing in for a championship fight, you miss weight by two pounds, and you're fighting a, a weight class up. Yeah, you're already giving yourself that leeway, and then you still miss weight. It's like, and Matt Schnell looked like the smaller guy in there. Honestly, half the time, like a lot of the shots he he was landing was when he was throwing out multiple punches because Bontorin really had like a lot of power in his hands, and he would just land two big shots, and and you could see Matt Schnell wear the shit ever, rock his head back really hard, and like. It just it, it blew my mind that some of the shots that, that Matt Schnell was able to take this time. Because he's, he's been knocked out before. I mean, Pantoja knocked him out pretty fucking badly with similar shots that he was getting hit with. So, I mean, it, I was it, surprised. It was close to being lights out for him. But, mm-hmm. um, it was it was a good fight. I mean, it was back and forth. It wasn't the, the greatest fight, you know. No, 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 no. But it, it was entertaining for sure. Yeah, I, I don't really got much. So. I don't got much to say on that one. Shikagian versus Caitlin Shikagian. Let's, let's say their full Catlin. name. Caitlin Shikagian versus Viani Araujo. Araujo. Um, this was a good fight. Um, in the first round, at least. You know, uh, Araujo looked like she was hurting her, tagging her with mm-hmm. some, some good right hands. You know, and I think uh, when she went to take her down to the ground, and she had her in a, she had her in a. Armbar, like a, like no, a, no, no. I think it was a one arm guillotine, and there's some controversy that's like, a, that she might have like tapped or something supposedly. Yeah, I mean, once we, when we watched the replay, it was like, uh, I mean, okay, I could see how maybe that looked like a tap, but it looked like she was kind of reaching for her other hand, and mm-hmm. you know, nonetheless, she was like in the press conference, she was like, what, what submission? She she has to have a submission in for for me to get a tap, like for me to tap, you know, and <laughs> pretty much like she's not that good at jujitsu, like she took some shots at her, bro. Honestly, and, though, um, she I, I I didn't feel like Viviani was that good at her. So, like, no, just, you know, she's in a weird position, though. Like, she's beating all these contenders, yeah. but she can't beat the champ, you know? It's like, are you just going to be that gatekeeper? Or? But that's the problem you face when you have such a dominant champion, right? Like, like Valentina is not just a, a good champ. Like, she, in my eyes, is the greatest. Like, I think she's the best. Probably like, the most dominant champ, but you know what? Like... It's just hard because, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. The women's weight classes aren't the strongest, you know. I'm sorry. It's like, do you give her another shot? Fault. Do you give her another shot after you saw the the champion, like, batter her? Like, you know, she finished her within the rounds. Like, she didn't completely fuck her up to the point where she was bloody. Or, like, hematomas on her head. But she did control her dominantly and just, like... She had her way with her, you know, and like that's hard because you're seeing Caitlyn, like you said, she's beating all these top contenders that are coming through. That people think if they beat Caitlyn, they get through, and I mean it's proof. Andrade beat Caitlyn, and she got a title shot. Finished her, but then and like got, that's all you need. But then when got finished by the champion, you know, it's just it, it's just that boss level that you're like shit. I can't get past the boss level, you know. And like fuck, Shevchenko is just like she's so tough, man. Honestly, that that. What do you what do you think you do with her, bro? Well, if you're honest, like, what do you do with a girl like Chukagian? Like, I could even see them. Well, Chukagian called out uh, Alexa Grasso. She's like, oh. you know what? You're in the top ten. You're the only girl that I haven't beat and and, and fought or I haven't fought and beat. You know, so she says she goes. Everybody says that she has the best boxing in in the division. She goes, I think I have the best boxing in the division. So she's like, now I got a little bit chip on my shoulder. I want to, I want to, you know. So I'm yeah. like. 
Fuck it. I like know? that fight. I like that. She calls out the lowest one on the totem pole. And she wants... Give my girlfriend a lot. I saw a chance. You know, fuck it. If Grasso can go in there and outbox her. That'd be like, sick. oh, shit, you know what? Number 10, just beat number two. Give number 10 the title shot. Fuck it. Who else do we got in that division that can really get a shot? Unless if you, you know, you got to move some things around again. But yeah. that's doing the most. Doing the most. It's, all right. you know, it's Amanda... It's Amanda versus Shemchenko 3. And that's all that's left for me. That's all I want to see. That's all I want to see, to be honest. All right, so... We knew this fight was going to be a banger. I I think it did get fight of the night, right? Or at oh, least. yeah, absolutely. You're in fight of the night. Shane Burgos versus uh, Barbosa. I mean, Barbosa, he just showed that he's... He uh, murdered that, man. He's just uh, the, the classic Barbosa we know, and he just looks fucking great at 145, you know? Great. Dropping down that weight class and looking like he actually looks the, the exact same at 155. Yeah. You know, he... Uh, in the in the press conference, he someone asked him, uh, "How do you feel about your weight cut? How do you feel about 145?" He's like, "You know, he was. Just, I feel the best in my life. You know, I'm getting older. I'm he was. I was scared to get older. He goes, but I'm actually feeling better as I'm getting older. You know, and I'm I'm getting better. And um, he goes, the doctor asked me. He goes, uh, you know, you need to have more. Or he goes, the doctor told me you need to eat more more fatty foods. You need more body fat on you. You know." Cause he's shredded as fuck, bro. He has little. T- he he goes honestly. I, because someone asked him like, how much uh, body fat do you have? And he goes honestly, I need more. Like I don't have a lot, you know. So I'm like, that that man is, has muscles on on his muscles. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, but you know what's though? I feel like one of the craziest things to me about Barboza is that like, he's so lean and shit. And like some people like that, they have such a hard time even cutting weight, especially when. You're so cut already at 155. Even when the first time he went down to 145, I was like, this guy's going to make 145. You're, you're talking about Barboza. He's already looking big as shit at 155, you know? And so for him to go down and still, like, one of the biggest problems when you go down is your ability to take a shot. And I still feel like he can take a shot. Like, he took a couple good shots from from Burgos. And Burgos is one of those guys that can take a couple and still give some back, you know? And he started to land... Couple good shots of his own, and that cut on his leg. Fuck I mean, no, bro. I mean, Bar- Barbosa is just that that nasty Muay Thai fighter, you know, that classic just kick, oh punch, kick, punch, punch, kick. You know, and it's like, but he was mixing it up. He says that he, once he found Bar uh, Burgos's timing, it was like, oh, this guy, all he's all he's doing is throwing a one two. He goes, it's easy to to figure that out, and after that, it was just, you know, and. The way the fight finished, it was like he I had him confused. He said, he goes, yeah, I didn't know what happened. He goes, I seen him fall back. And I'm like, okay, time to finish the fight. You know? finish, yeah. And I'm like, but it was, it was kind of scary. Even like, I, it Super took me scary. a while to process like, oh, that was just a knockout. Like, yeah. it was a delayed knockout. But the look in his eye and then the way his body felt, it was like, it felt like. It took five seconds from the shot to when he actually hit the floor. I feel like that's a lot. That's a very delayed reaction. Uh, For someone that reaction, gets hit on the head. But that's, yeah, something happened where, like, he, well, he said, I think he even said, like, I try to poker face it off, and the next thing you know, like, I'm just. My body shutting down. Body shut down, bro. It was like windows power off, but, like, dun, dun, dun. just slowly just, dun, 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 boom, like. It was uh, so crazy, because, like, you can, finish, you can literally see. It rocks his head sideways. And he just like he's cool, he's he's good, and then it looks like his eyes like 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 if he falls into the sunken place, you know what I'm talking about? Like like just falls back and like his eyes go straight, go. like holy shit, like I I can't move, you know? And then and the way he laid there too, a little bit afterwards, like it kind of scared me because he even said he's like I remember everything. He's like my body just kind of like shut off, you know? And he's like, I, I'm here at the hospital right now. He had an interview with Mike Heck. Not like a video or anything. He just kind of talked to him. And Mike Heck tweeted about it. And he just said, like, I'm, I'm good now. Like, I feel completely fine. I'm, I'm still waiting for a, a CAT scan for my head and stuff. But it just, like, it blew my mind. Because, like, like I told you, Shane Burgos is someone that's, like, too tough for his own good sometimes. Like, someone that can, like, eat big, big shots. And, like, his ability to stay in a fight after taking a shitload of damage, always impresses me. And his ability to stay on the feet, because, like, even with Josh Emmett on his last a couple fights ago, he was eating huge, huge shots. And Calvin Cater, too, huge shots. 
and he was still in there, like still stayed throughout the whole fight pretty much. So, so I was really impressed with the fact that Barboza was able to go out there and not just beat him by decision, got a finish, got a finish, hit him with some heavy shit. And honestly, I thought that cut on his leg was going to stop him from kicking and he didn't, he kept going. He kept kicking. He kept wanting to kick with that he, shit. He he switched up though. Like the third round, he was like, yeah. "You know what? This shit starting to hurt a little <laughs> yeah. bit." He's like, "I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw with my front, my front leg." And he started throwing more with his left. So I mean, it was just a veteran, I think, in, in Barbosa to mm-hmm. to just find his timing and just ultimately get the finish, you know. And nonetheless, it was a good finish. You think Barbosa has it in him to get a little run to the top? I think so, bro. Uh, give him a top. I think so too. To give him a top uh, five guy, I guess, or a top ten. I think. Oh yeah. Well, I guess Burgos was top ten. He was number nine. Mm-hmm. And he's on a little. I mean, if if you count in the Ega fight, I think he personally won the Ega fight. I'd like to see maybe you know? uh, Cater versus. Uh, I would like that. Barbosa, that that'd be one hell of a fight. That would be a banger of a fight, honestly. Somebody's well, getting put to sleep. Give me one second. But um. Yeah, I mean, what hell, what hell of a card? I'd give it a, I give it an eight out of ten. You know, all in all, like a, that, that's what like a like a B. Yes, that's like yeah. a solid B. But you know, I would think maybe B plus. You want to go to the Jacare one and the the prelims, or you want to go to one of the other? Yeah, let's just uh, we'll just finish it off with <clears throat> with that nasty break. We'll break it off with that. Uh, Man, okay, I said I guess there was a lot of shit talk, uh, shit talking going on between uh, Andre Muniz and uh, Jacare Sosa. Yeah, I guess because Muniz said that he's the better grappler, and I'm like, damn, that's that's pretty bold to say because Jacare, I mean, he's was it IBJJFFWICABC? <laughs> I don't know, whatever the fuck, right? Pretty much, he's world champion. He's a world champion, yep. And so you're like, oh, I'm the better grappler. It's like, okay, we'll see that. And uh, when it hit the ground at first, I was like, okay, Andre looks like he knows what he's doing. Oh, but you know, on but Jacare's the, the veteran, and um, yeah, and he took him back down, took his back. Andre, you know, hop backpacked him, and next thing you know, it has him in an armbar, and then we just the fight's over, and we're like, oh shit, okay, that armbar got him, you yeah. Know? And then you just see everybody like, and then Jacare's arm was just like dead, bro. It was just like Wango. Like they're just all loose. As fuck. <laughs> and so I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Oh, damn, his arm broke. Oh, I was like, oh, he broke his arm. So when then they play, and then they played oh, the replay with the sound, and it was like, literally, it was just sounded like you just snapped a branch in half. Just snap, you know, and it was like flashbacks oh. to Weidman's leg. Ugh. I mean, but the afterwards, I mean, the arm didn't look broken. I mean, you can just tell it was just dead there, just hanging, you know. And Jacare's face was just like, "Well, I just got my arm broken. I guess the fight's over." You know, that it's was like, one of the craziest things. To me. And I guess okay, early, 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 early on in his career, like when uh, he was in Worlds and he fought Hodger Gracie. Yeah, I guess he <laughs> got his arm broken, but still won the match uh, off of points. He tucked his arm into his his belt. They he said, tucked it into his belt and into his gi and just fuck it, just do it. And ended up getting the win. And that just shows his toughness, bro. Got his arm snapped, and it wasn't just okay right here. The arm, the arm yeah. got dislocated, bro. It's like one of the There's strongest no elbow, the strongest bone in the arm. You know, I don't know what this bone is called. The top bone, this one right here. You know what I'm saying? It was. It looked like it was broken back here because From when here. he rested his arm. It just looked like it was extended a little bit, you know, and like it just rested extra weird, like I mean, low. Like you don't see breaks up here, really. And it was know, crazy so. too because you could see the redness on his arm right there immediately. Already it was just it. it was swelling. I mean, yeah. they they rushed him out of the the octagon. I'm sure to the hospital because that was one of the worst. <laughs> that that was but, worse than when Frank Mir, um, broke his arm. Or not, yes, was it when he broke his arm? Or he not? broke someone else. I don't know. Can't remember. Yeah, I mean, but <laughs> when he broke his arm, honestly, it just blew my mind that he was just so chill about it. Like he was still smiling. Like he even gave Andre Muniz his like his props and stuff. You know, very respectful after the fight still, and which was just so crazy to me. Like he's like not even wincing at his arm. Like he's not even making a face about it. He's just like chilling. Like and he's even telling the doctors like, "Hey, like chill. Like it's it's 
cool. Like, it sounded like you were like, hey, bro, relax. Like, I got this. Don't even worry. You know, I think that's half the battle is the mentality. You know, if you tell yourself, you know what? Yeah, I'm in pain. But if I just remain calm and I just, you know, I don't think it's going to be that bad. And, you know, half the time I've heard of people being in like tragic, tragic fucking, you know, accidents and stuff like that. You know, and they remain calm and they survive, you know. So maybe that it helped help the pain a little bit. It's just, to, you know, maybe remain calm and focus on, on you know, on the moment. And, you know, yes. my arm, you know, it's going to it's gonna be broken no matter what. Yeah. So. <laughs> but fuck, man, what a tough, what a tough guy. That yep. was, that was Dude. bad. That was the one of the nastiest sounds I've ever heard. One more fight that I could probably get enough credit to for this is uh, the Christos Giagos fight. Well, he got a bonus, so yeah, maybe we should talk about him. He got a bonus because um, he did have a very, he had oh, a very tough first round. Homie Soriano. was down bad, bro. Down bad. bad. Soriano was had his number and was just landing right hand after right hand, and just every every punch that landed on Giagos just had him like bobblehead and like almost chicken dancing, you know. And I'm like, oh shit, this is over. And next thing you know, second round gets cinched up in a quick, quick. Gets cinched up in a Doris and just good night. Literally Out of put, nowhere, too. That shit, he pulled that up so quick. I was like, holy shit. Like, he has a Dars already. Like, and then once they went to the floor, it just, it luckily even got cinched in even better because he had his leg in between his, like, he had it locked in between his legs. And his neck got, like, bent down with yes. his body. So, like, he, he got locked into it and didn't know. Or I think he was just like, oh, I can't tap. I don't know. And maybe that was the beginning of uh, a bad night for Sanford MMA because. Him and uh, Soriano and Chandler, you know, they train trained together. Close, so. right? yeah. <laughs> but I give Soriano oh, a lot man. of credit because he's a 145er that went up to fight at this fight at 155 because after a six-year layoff from the UFC, he fought in the UFC for a bit and then ended up getting released. So now he had his, his second chance, his second chance at glory, getting a fight. And he did really, really good in the first round. So it bums you out to see that he ended up getting finished so quickly in the second round, you know? What are the chances that later on his main sparring partner has a really good first round and ends up getting finished in the second round? Like some some tragic, tragic moments. But let's set the stage for next. Oh, actually. Next week, yeah. I feel like we should crown the champion or should we do that at the end? Oh, our picks. Yeah. The inaugural right, champ. So let's, let's check our picks. Let's try to go over it. I think I wrote this down. I could have sworn. Let's see. Let's see. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm the champ, bro. To be honest, I feel like <laughs> you just, are the champ. Let's just crown me champ, and then we'll just move on. <laughs> Where the fuck do I have this as a note? I have no idea what I have on here as notes on my phone no more. <clears throat> I have the rules, that's for sure. Got the smoke from the sideline stuff. All I know is, I think you are the champ. Yep, got them all right. <laughs> All right, so let's go over. So, first fight, um, it was the Burgos versus Barboza fight. I chose uh, Burgos. So, to get you guys clued into the point system that we just decided to, uh, let me go over the rules really quickly. So, the rules for the points is going to be if you choose a fighter to win by decision, that's one point. You get the point for just choosing the fighter. That's it. And then, if you choose the fighter and you choose the round... That's two points. If you choose the fighter, the round, and the type of finish, like a TKO or a submission, that's three points. And then, yeah, if you just choose the fighter in the round, that's two two points. Right? Cool. Solid, solid. Solid. So, we'll go with the first fight. It was Barboza versus Burgos. I had Burgos. I had Barboza. That's why I lost. Yeah, and I had Barboza. I think I had a finish. By decision. Did I have a decision? I'm trying to win. I'm trying to get the dub, you know what I'm saying? You're trying so, to get ahead on points. <laughs> so which one? And then I think Alexis had Barboza too, right? Yeah, he had him by a first round finish. First round finish. Do you remember most of these? Uh, I, I may remember a couple of them, yeah. Kenny's already inaugurating himself. <laughs> I'm, trying to get, I'm trying to get that win. <laughs> All right, so then the next one. It was the uh, Bontorin versus uh, Matt Schnell fight. This one, I mean, it got bumped up, so we mm-hmm. did it the night of. Yes. So, um, Alexis chose Bontarin because he thought he was Hispanic or <laughs> Mexican. Mexican, yeah. Which is cool. I mean, he's trying to back the Hispanic blood, but Hispanic uh, homies. Bontarin is Brazilian. But um, yes. So then I lost that one too because I chose Matt Schnell. 
I so chose Bontadine by submission. Dean. So that's so. two points for you. But, I mean, right. it was a decision. It was a decision, yeah. yeah. So it's only one point. But, I mean, like, one point plus the last one, too. So you oh, got two so, yeah, points overall. Two points. Alexis got two points, right? Two points overall. And then going on to the third fight was a Shikigan fight versus that Araujo fight. And I lost that one, too. So I still have one point. I got Chukagin by decision, so that's still that's only one point. Yeah, that's one point, yep, because it's the decision. So you got three now, and then Alexis chose... I chose Chukagin? I think so. I want to call no, him. I, you know what? I don't even remember. Let me call this guy. Let me oh. see if I put him on the spot real quick. Do, 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 do. Alexis, you better call. answer this bird call. What's good, Ollie? How you doing? Hello? What's up? Hey, who'd you choose for the Chikagian versus Araujo fight? I'm pretty sure I chose Chikagian. By what? By decision, probably. Though. Oh, you cheeky bastard. <laughs> what'd you get? Uh, what'd you choose for the co-main? Spinning right? Decision. And then Chandler? Chandler decision, yeah. All right, all right, for sure. Alexis, give a little shout-out since you're not here. You're here in spirit. You're on the podcast right now. Oh, all right. Am I the champion? No, not yet. We're deciding that right now, but it's not looking good for you, bro. I just want to say that. All right. All right, then. All right, for sure. (laughs) All right, so. Then it's the... So, Shikagian, that's still... You have three points. Alexis has two? Two points. He has the match now. Oh, actually, three points, too, I think. Because he said Shikagian decision, so... Three points because he has the Bontorin, Chikagi, and, and the Burgos. Or Barbosa fight. Well, we all chose Chandler, so we all lose that. We all lost that. And then I we chose all chose ben- Benny. I chose Benny by decision, and I think you guys chose him by finishes. I think we might have. And I think I think Alexis chose Tony. I'm not too sure. Mm-mm. We all chose. It, next it next week, we're going to be a little more organized with this. Right, yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and crown myself champ for this week. I can't I have no say in this, so I I for sure lost. I can't confirm nor deny. Yeah, so I for sure lost. So all right, stay. I I won by default. <laughs> we'll set the scene right now. All right, next week next we week. got Garbrandt versus Font. Fight night, Vegas at the Apex. A fight that we didn't really expect Garbrandt to have next, especially being that he had an ability to get the title shot, but he ended up, you know, I mean, he ended up having some health issues that kept him away from actually getting the title shot. And then after that, he just decided to stay active and go get a fight at 135. Like, why not? And Font is a killer. So this fight, I think, is going to be a banger. It's going to be a stand-up fight. I want to say my early lean is Garbrandt. If he can keep if he can keep himself composed and fight a clean fight, I could see him having the speed ability and like the, the technique to stay in that fight with Font on the feet and actually like even have his better moments. What do you think about that fight? Right now, I got Rob Font. I think, uh, I think he can finish Garbrandt. Oh. He has the power to finish him. I think his boxing is pretty crisp. I mean, he finished uh, Marlon Marais. Uh, I don't know if Marlon Marais is on his decline, but I mean, Font for sure is a killer. So I, I think uh, Garbrandt maybe just got got lucky with getting a a Sun Sal, you know. Um, but yeah, I think I got Font by. Um, First round knockout. Knockout, okay. yep. Knockout in the first round, for sure. Oh, all right, all right. So, we'll put Kenny's picks. And then, all right. So, Font, KO, first round. Solid. Cool. Perfect. All right, solid. And then my pick, Geo's pick. I got Cody Garbrandt by... It's a five-round fight. I mean, why not? I'm just I'm take a choice. I'll get one point either way by decision. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm gonna get knockout in the fourth round. Knockout fourth round. Cody Garbrandt, KO fourth. Pretty confident Garbrandt's gonna win. Huh? Um, I think he has a good ability. I like in this fight, and especially with the new coaching that he has, I I, I feel like he's gonna be better. You know, because that whole team alpha male, like it, they're good and stuff, but like the, I think he's gonna do good right now. Especially he has like a clean striking coach, so. Mark Henry's a G. He's had a, a good time right now, you know? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. 
So then I, I'm gonna get Alexis' picks right now in a bit too. So but then we'll go on yeah, to the this, co-main event. This card is not that strong. I mean, it, it sure. seems like it's just a, a co-main. I mean, a main event heavy card. Uh, we got. Uh, but I'm interested in this. Shionan versus Jan versus Carlos Barza. This is a um, a contender fight. You know, pretty much maybe maybe a number one contender fight. Who knows? I think so. I um, think so. Because honestly, if you think about it. If Carla Esparza wins this, why not give her a title shot? She's beating a couple good people. I mean, she did. She's beat, on a run. Um, I think she did beat Rose early in her like, career for the first women's uh the belt for that that fucking thing. They had the tough finale, and they they were the tough finale to get the belt. I think, and I mean, I think that's like that would be perfect, like full circle type shit, you know, to be here too. This guy. <laughs> To just to be her too would be dope, but Jan Jan is not anybody that she's gonna be easy because Jan is a is a striker and she's heavy with her hands and she's really clean. So I think it's gonna be a banger. I think I got Jan on that one. I got Jan Shanan. I think she's gonna be here by third round finish. I yeah. think I got uh, Carla Esparza. Oh just shit, do, doing her thing and just uh, wrestling uh, Jan down <clears throat> and just holding her there and just beating her up on the ground just to get a safe win. Decision, safe okay. decision there, and uh, yeah, I think after this one, you know, she gets Rose, and then Doug Rose shows her what's up, pieces her up, and finishes her. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Honestly, I could, I could see either one. To be honest, like, I, I, I the only thing that has me worried about Yan Shanan is the fact, like, I haven't seen her wrestling game too much. You know what I mean? Like, I know her striking is all there, but. You're going to fight a girl like Carla. Carla's game is to take you down and beat you up on the floor. So, like, if you can't stop her takedowns, it's going to be a long fucking night for you. So, we'll see how that one goes. Justin Taffa fights Jared Vanada. Or, sorry, Vandera. Vandera is that guy from the Contender Series, right? Yeah. Okay. I do remember him correctly then. I think I, ju- I got Justin Taffa. I heard... <clears throat> I heard <clears throat> excuse me. Mm-hmm. I heard he's taking his, uh, his uh, training a little bit more serious, you know? So let's see. Maybe Justin Taffa can can pull out a win. I like that choice. I like that choice. Honestly, I'm having a hard time with this one because I'm not like. I think you get a uh, a first round knockout. You know these big boys, heavyweights, are gonna be swinging. So I I got Taffa in the first round. KO Taffa. All right, cool. So then I think I'm gonna just I'm gonna I'm be devil's advocate. I'm gonna go with Jared Vandera decision. (laughs) Decision, okay. you know what I mean? I I don't know. I just don't really. I'm not. I'm not even confident in that choice. That's to me a half-ass choice. So Jared Vandera. Decision, cool. All right, cool. And, and then, then we got Felicia Spencer taking on Norma Dumont. Ugh. Felicia Spencer, after her uh, loss to Amanda Nunes, is finally coming back to face Norma Dumont, who got finished by um, Megan Anderson. Mm-hmm. So uh, this should be. Pretty one-sided fight, and I think Felicia Spencer is going to win. How? Um, submission. Rear naked choke. Oh, submission. Yeah, second round. Oh shit. Yep. Honestly, yep, locking it in. I had a decision, but you know what? You just made me think about because I was just like, oh, she's just going to take her down, and you know, just like wrestler and shit. But I don't think Dumont has a really good ground game, and I don't think she has like that submission defense. You know, and you're right. Felicia Spencer does have a good attacking ground game. So I could see her getting that or maybe even a TKO or something. But her hands are pretty soft. She doesn't really hit like crazy, crazy force. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like she's not a heavy hitter in the division. She's like, like even when she fought, like, I mean, anybody that she's fought on the feet, it's not like greatest fight, you know? So I could see, I'm going I'm to just stick with my decision. I'm going to just go Felicia Spencer. Oh, you make me want to change my mind to third round submission. I'm gonna go with it. Fuck it. What? What? I? What am I losing? Third round submission, Felicia Spencer. Third round. Okay. Okay. Respectable. Third round. And we got David Dovrak taking on Julian Paiva at a uh, one twenty five. So this should be a like another contender fight right here. I know Julian Paiva's on a losing streak right now, um, but David Dovrak, I know he's he's or actually I take that back. Julian Paiva's on a winning streak. Um. But yeah, David Dovrak, Dvorak, he's a couple fights. He's he's uh he's on a on a winning streak himself, undefeated in the UFC. So uh, this should be a good uh good scrambling, high high paced fight. And uh, I got Dovrak by decision. 
trying to remember Paiva. Dvorak. Damn, I keep saying Dvorak. <laughs> but you know what? I think I'm going to second that. I'm going to second your decision with Dvorak. Because um, I feel like he's a, a grappling uh, heavy uh, guy. I mean, he's he looks like he's Russian. The name looks pretty Russian to me. Yep. Dvorak decision. Cool. I We both agree on that one. Let's check the Republic. So. He's representing uh, the Czechs. So this <laughs> one... I feel like it's going to be the main, the co-main or something. I feel like they're going to move it around. They might. Maybe. Who knows? They might want to uh, keep it as the, the, the opener. Uh, the, the main card opener. But this is they're a so banger. high ranked for being, you know. This is a banger right here. Edmund Shabazian versus Jack Hermanson. As of right now, they're opening the card. But who knows? It could be flip-flop around as the week nope. continues. But uh, you already know I got my boy Edmund Shabazian. He's going to come back better than ever. I think he, he learned a hard lesson. Against Derek Brunson and, and gassed himself out, and I think uh, with this one he may he, he might be working on his wrestling more, on his jujitsu, and uh, I think he's gonna finish Jack Hermanson. Um, first round, no, no, second round. I'll say second round. He's gonna finish him uh, by knockout. I say knockout. So second round TKO. Yep. So yeah, I actually have. Uh, and those are for the week by first round TKO. Same thing. I, I think he can finish him early. I think he's like, yeah, I'm the champ. He has the ability to <laughs> let it down, you know, or rain it down on him. But yeah, we'll give it to uh, we got the Honorable real champ over here, Kenny. We'll give it to Kenny this week. Ah, <sighs> oh, man, I'm coming back next week. I swear, these picks, I'm not the best with them, but I got faith in myself. I can come back next week. We got a lot of differing. Differing opinions on this next one. Um, yeah, bro, I can't really think of anything off the top of my mind that we got to talk about during the week. Yeah, um, that's it. I mean, it was one hell of a card. We got a new got a new champ. We got possibilities at 155 now. Yeah, that's gonna be, it's oh, interesting. Yeah. I'm oh, yeah. Well, stick tuned. Stay tuned for next week. If you don't follow us already on Instagram, go follow us. What a Trip Podcast. Mr. Kenny. Osgeo. Go follow on the Instagram. Go follow on Spotify, Apple, YouTube. Subscribe. We're going to be posting shit on there soon, too. If you guys like dogs, we also got dogs. So, yeah, we got wiener dogs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so stay tuned for another episode next week. Garbrandt, Font. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate that shit. We out. Take care.